entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a businessman. I've been listed on the Forbes Africa 30 and the 30 list. I've been involved in a lot of different, you know, uh, companies and platforms. Um, I've made the Mailing Guardian top 200 young South Africans list. Um, you know, I'm an author, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a speaker. I just really believe in youth development and building the future um, of our country, which is young people. I'm very passionate about young people. I'm passionate about the youth. Um, and I've recently just been appointed onto a board, um, you know, of a multi-billion rand company. So I've just been very focused on, on just growth and expansion and stuff like that. But it's been very exciting, you know, just I love entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, it's just a little bit about myself. That was our guest from today's episode, Mr. Zarif Menti. As you heard yourself, he's definitely the right person I want to talk to regarding today's topic. Speaking of today's topic, we are talking about how you can find the right place to work from as a small business owner. I don't really think I need to convince you that you need to listen to today's episode. I mean, you are a small business owner and you do realize the importance of choosing the right workplace to work from. But if you don't and you need some convincing, then please do listen because we do explain why it is important for you to find the right place to work from and how you can find that right place for you. And also, if you're working from home like myself and many others, then find out how you can turn your home into the perfect work environment that will make you extra productive and more successful in your business. So, my question is to you. Are you ready to be less clueless? Clueless Entrepreneurs! Welcome to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Ndo Sana and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm starting a business and I have no idea what to do. And if you can relate, then you are at the right place. Because this podcast is about helping you and I as clueless entrepreneurs to become better entrepreneurs and more successful entrepreneurs who are less clueless. So, my question for you is, are you ready to be less clueless? I I just want to know from you, does it matter where you work from? Is it something which is very important uh, to consider as an entrepreneur? I think this, um, so there's a lot of different like filters and levels to this, to this um, conversation, you know, and I think um, there's a lot of different aspects that people look at. So for example, if you are a SMME or a startup business, right? Like um, there's two main factors to consider. The first one is functionality and convenience that's the most important thing and then the second thing is also you know establishing yourself in a certain way so what a lot of entrepreneurs do is that and this is a mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is that they start up a business and they think that okay for me to look great and for me to be able to get clients in i need to spend a lot of money on an office you know and um the operating expenses increase drastically because of taking up the rental for an office space. Um, so a lot of them make that mistake. They take on a lot of debt, you know, hoping that they'll be able to flip it and they can't because, you know, SMMEs in South Africa, 80% of them fail in the first two years. We don't have good support for SMMEs and people don't really support businesses that much. So especially if you like a startup business. So it takes a while to establish yourself. So all of them spend a lot of money, um, you know, a lot of money on operational expenses, a lot of money on expenditure. 
and then they run into debt, the business has to close down, and then it's a failed business. So that's the one thing that happens. And the main reason why people do that is it's a status simple, right? Like they want to obviously look like they're great. If you look like you're great, people will think you're great, and like then you'll get more business. That's what they believe. We looked at that model and we said, okay, 80% of SMMEs are failing in the first two years, right? Um, we have to create something that's more functional and more convenient for people. So something that's cheap, it's affordable, and it needs to be functional and convenient. Um, so, you know, that's what we've actually looked at a few years ago. And that's the second point I'm getting to. So as an SMME, the most important thing that you want to do is that you want to be able to have a space which doesn't cost you a lot of money. It's very convenient. It's something that you can come in and come out very quickly. Um, and you also want to have the ability to be able to have access to everything, like a lot of people around you. So you might be able to, you know, learn from other people's services. You might be able to even find clientele, but you also want to be in an environment where it doesn't affect you not getting clients for a month or two months does not affect you running your business. And that's very, very important. So affordability is key. You also need access to Wi-Fi, you know, parking, um, you know, maybe even like coffees that are available. So all of that is very, very important when you're an SMME. When you're an established business, it's very different, right? Um, for them, it's all about big offices. Um, it's all about branding. It's about like, you know, the status symbol, making sure that people know that you're established. That's a very, very different conversation. People don't actually make use of the offices. They make use of the office building because the office building gives you a certain, you know, establishment. So for example, Discovery spent a massive amount of money in Santon on their, on their building. It's more of a status symbol. They want people to know that the best out there and they can afford the biggest building. Do you know what I mean? And that's exactly how they look at it. So um, there's different levels for different people and there's different levels for different companies, depending on how you're doing financially, you know, how big you are as a business. And then you need to decide what workspace is best for you. Mm, mm, mm. I like like you said that it's about what works for you, you know, at what level you are at at that particular moment. So it matters where you work from, the workspace you work from. So I, I just want to know why is it important for you to find a good workspace to work from as an entrepreneur? Um, it's very important because it leads to better productivity, right? So like a change of environment is very important. A lot of people don't understand the value of that. Nowadays, people can't sit in an office or the same space for like longer than three or four hours because you become unproductive. So the whole concept of um, change of environment, you know, everyone's becoming very mobile. The world is becoming mobile. Everything's being very flexible, you know, and we have to be able to speak to those times. I think South Africa is still very far um, behind in terms of that. Um, you know, we still look at conventional office spaces as the be all and end all, and that's not the case at all anymore. And I think things are going to change a lot, especially when, um, you know, as even my business, when my business actually ends up doing something in the next few months, I see it becoming a game changer in South Africa. You know, we, we looked at, um, at transport and, and e-hailing as something that was, was crazy a few years ago. People were like, no way. How can you, how can you get some random person to pick you up and drop you off at a place? And then Uber got created and then Uber became normal. And then, you know, Uber became a word and then everyone replicated Uber. So we have now like 15 or 13 new companies in South Africa that are doing exactly what Uber has done. I believe that's going to happen when it comes to workspaces. I believe that a company that I own is going to literally be the Uber of workspaces. And then everyone's going to replicate it over the next few years. 
Mm, I like that. And I, I really do want to dive deeper into like what you are trying to create in terms of workspaces. Um, but we'll, we'll leave that uh, for later on. Right now, I just want to, okay, look at the level of a startup entrepreneur, you know, someone who's starting out and has just started their business and they don't have much funds as you stated out earlier on and they want to make sure that they have they have a place which they can afford and perhaps that is their home you know that is their house so i just want to know you know from your side is working from your house you know really a good option for you as a startup entrepreneur can you be productive in that work environment working from home um, you know, I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, um, Lakao. He owns Drip Footwear. I don't know if you're familiar with Drip. Um, even, you know, and, mm, and yeah. it's crazy. Even um, Theo said the same thing from Batu, um, is that you have to listen to your customer. You have to listen to your clients. You have to listen to what they want, you know. It's not about what you want. It's about what they want. It's about finding that synergy between what's impressive and what's aesthetic and what's going to really work and what your customer wants. And that's very important. And we looked at that as well when it came to the company I built up is that when you are a startup business and when you are a corporate, it's two different things. When you you have to understand the market, you have to understand what, who is your target market? What do they want? You know, and that's very important. Um, and I spent a lot of time doing that research, you know, and you look at stuff like corporates. So corporates um, for them, even if you look at the stats in the first few months of COVID, right? People loved working at home. Why? Because it was a change of environment. It was a completely new thing for them. It was unique, you know. Um, and then after six months, you notice that their productivity levels de declined, you know, drastically. And that's because they got used to the new normal and then the new normal wasn't working. So the first six months, it was more like the, you know, you call, you, they call it the honeymoon phase in a relationship where people are very excited and happy. That's how people felt when COVID came. They were like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a corporate, I'm a worker. I can now work at home. I'm excited. I love it. I'm going to take selfies with my, with my dog while I'm busy working on my laptop. Like that's what people were, they were in that hype, you know. Then they noticed that the hype died and the productivity levels were low because it doesn't work. It doesn't work working from home. There's... um distractions there's family there's you know there's a lot of other stuff people end up doing chores while they're supposed to be working you know they end up doing household activities while they're supposed to be working so it doesn't necessarily work and then you think about the concept of people going back to the office space right now we're sitting at the end of 2021 and perhaps now it's possible a lot of people can go back to the office and it can become quite normal now because the numbers are low but for the last two years it was not feasible it was not practical for people to go and have a whole big office space available but you know that if one person has COVID that whole office um, your whole office team is going to be obviously affected by it so it wasn't it didn't make financial sense to put that risk in place you know so working from home wasn't good working from the office wasn't good now working from the office makes sense it could actually still work there had to be an alternative solution for that, right? Like the solution was that working from home will not work. What can be a third location where people can go and work from that's close to their home, but not as far as the office, that would be able to be similar like working from home, but without the distractions of working from home. So that's what like our thought process went into, you know? And just dashing back on the whole concept mm. of, of working from home, I don't think it's practical. I, personally, for myself, I wouldn't be able to do it for a very long time. It's, it's very difficult to concentrate when you're at home because there's so much of distractions around you. And I don't have kids yet, you know? I'm still, um, I'm not in that place in my life, but I can, I can only imagine what it means when you have like a child, if you're corporate and you have a child that's with you, you know, it's very difficult to concentrate and you do get this. 
distracted. So just touching back on what I was saying is that you need that third location. And that's exactly what we identified. So we looked at the market, we looked at what people want, and then we looked at um, how do we build a third alternative solution to working, besides working from home and the office, what would that third option be? You know, and that was very, very important for us. Mm. And I, I do definitely agree with that because right now before setting up for the interview i was hearing noises uh, from outside the alarms were ringing all that and i was just saying how much it sucks to work from home so i definitely do agree that there's so many distractions and it's really hard to yeah to, to be productive when you are working from home uh, but perhaps 3.30 in the morning on a Sunday. I know. 3.30 in the morning on a Sunday and you're hearing alarms. I know, right, bro. <laughs> it's really bad. You could just see that it's really not the most convenient place to work from. But I don't know, maybe are there any tips that you can give someone who maybe has absolutely no choice, maybe like myself right now, what can you do maybe to to enhance your, your, that environment so that it can be more conducive so that you can work better yeah. from it. So the whole concept of, of working from home is all about productivity, right? Like you want to be efficient mm. and if you're efficient, then it still works. So I would just create opportunities or I would look at ways on how I could become more productive in my workspace. So first thing, I mean, one of the biggest and most important aspects is like, you know, when you were brought up when you're young, they teach you that you should actually go and make up your bed the minute you wake up, you know, it's a, it's a discipline thing. But also having a clean environment around you makes you more productive. It's factually proven. So making sure that your space is really clean is very key. Um, having a nice setup for your workspace is very important at home. You must be able to have something that doesn't, it's not in the middle of everything. It doesn't distract you. It's in a corner somewhere, you know, you can focus, you can concentrate. There isn't like any distractions. There isn't like a window perhaps that's overlooking something that's really busy. That's very, very important. Um, you also need to be able to structure family time and work time accordingly you know now it becomes more flexible so you can actually take half an hour off you know look after your child for example do something with him and or her and then just come back and work you know you're allowed to do that but it's just about managing your time very well so have a having a um a good structure in place where you can say okay cool i'm gonna work for four hours here and be productive take an hour off and then come back and work again you know as long as i think it's now based on deliverables i think everyone's working on deliverables i don't think people are working on working hours anymore i think everything is cool you have these mm -hmm. tasks to do or these requirements they have to be done by tomorrow get them done how you get them done if you get them done at 12 o'clock at night to two o'clock in the morning that's all up to you but as long as it's done that's the most important thing so i think you know if there is flexibility but i think when it comes to like if you are at home and you're forced to be at home, you have to just be able to create an environment that works for you. And that's doing these kind of stuff. Also making sure that your Wi-Fi is good, uh, making sure that you have like a good setup. It must feel as if you are working in the office, but you're actually just at home. That's how it should feel. Mm -hmm. Turning your home into an office. I really do like that. And I mean, you're definitely right. It's 3 a.m. right now. And just... It doesn't matter what time, you know, this interview is going to be so long as we got it done. And I think that is the benefits. And I do, you know, like that, even though it's not the most convenient place, but you can maybe turn it into a place whereby you can be really productive, you know, in, in a sense until you are able to perhaps afford to to move out and do something else. And yeah, yeah, um, I just want to add on to that as well. Okay. I just want to add on to that. I think the one point I also forgot to add on is that you have to have a support structure behind you, right? Like that's very, very important. You have to have, uh, for example, if you have a, a life partner or if you have a family, they have to be supportive of your, of your, 
of your um of your job or your duties you know so like for example with me i'm i'm very fortunate enough to have um a girlfriend that we both wake up around the same time. So from like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, we're both up, you know, it becomes very productive because you start your mornings at three in the morning um, and you both have a similar vision and you both have a similar goal and ambition. So I think it's really important that you have that. Even some people who are like, you know, more settled down, have a family, um, your partner should be very supportive of you. They should be able to make your workspace comfortable. They're supposed to make you feel um, like you can get stuff done. They're supposed to be able to, you know, um, help you delegate, certain tasks around the house so that you can focus on work and i think that's very very important yeah i think that's a very good point i'm just remembering all the news people who are working from home and children would just run in and you know make noise and disturb them and all that and it is i mean it, it really is hard working from home so i think it is very important to get that support from your family and for them to understand that you are working and you know there should be some respect towards that and yeah some support towards helping you maintain that professionalism within your working environment even while you are at home um so i, I just want to know from you then that perhaps when you are considering you know um finding a workspace as an entrepreneur as a startup entrepreneur what should you consider you know what are those factors that you should think about when you are when you are actually looking for that workspace to actually work from so yeah i think i think the factors come down to good accessibility of wi-fi um good parking um essential services like for example you know do they clean up your space afterwards if you are renting out a space do they clean up your space once in a week yeah. twice in a week do you have access to like coffees and you know refreshments um i mean obviously this is not your own office you're not going to be renting out an office this is stuff for smmes right so you look at stuff like that you look at like noise levels you look at a lot of um, factors like that also um are you close to like an economic hub so for example if you want to really like do well and you want to speak to corporates it makes sense for you to if you want to actually make it super convenient for you you'd want to be around like the santon area because that's where you're going to be having most of your meetings if you're going to be speaking to corporates, you know, because like Santon is like the corporate hub. So um, it just comes down to convenience. If you, for example, in the furniture business, you want to be um, in a place where all furniture stores are around you, you know, because it, it helps you to be able to learn from them as well. If you are um, working with government, for example, you want to be more in towards your city centers, you know, that's where you'd really want to be because that's where most of the offices are. Or if you're working with, with like state and government is that you want to be in Pretoria, you know, because that's where most of the embassies are or whatever. So it all depends on location. Location is important depending on the kind of job that you have or the kind of profession that you have or the kind of entrepreneurship business that you have. So all of those factors come into play. But I think it's, um, there's a few other factors that I would also look at, like, for example, um, you know, like, how long do you have access to the space? Like, is it when, when you are using the space, like who, who's around you? What other businesses are around you? It's important to know that because you want to create an ecosystem for yourself. So if, for example, you're an SMME, you want to have a lawyer in your building. You know, you want to have a law firm in your building. You want to have um, an accountant in your building. Because if you're outsourcing it, you want to outsource it around you, very close to you, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Ideally, they, they're well-priced. If they're not well-priced, then obviously you'd want to out, outsource it to someone else. But you want to have an ecosystem of people around you, and that's very, very important as well. Mm. No, I really like the fact that, you know, you look at accessibility, you know, as a main thing that where you are should 
help you be more accessible to other companies you know which you'll be working with or which you might potentially work with opportunities and other people who might help you with your business like lawyers and accountants so i really like that accessibility factor you know location is a big thing you know you, you talked about parking and all that what are some of the the important amenities that are essential for someone who is working as an entrepreneur, as a startup entrepreneur, you know, you've been speaking about Wi-Fi, good Wi-Fi and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you are going to mention that. Uh, but what are some of the other, you know, amenities which are very important for to consider when you are looking for that workspace? Okay, let's go back. So, so talking about the amenities, yeah, I think, um, I think, you know, I covered most of them, but some of the others are just like, you know, is there is there plug points nearby? Like that's also something very important. How many plug points do you have? Like small stuff like that. You know, is there access to a um, an overhead projector? You know, do you have access to meeting rooms? Um, do you have access to uh, you know a, maybe a PA for example? That's a, a company PA. So for example, maybe all the people who have offices in a specific location, they all use one PA. You know, do you have access to that? Is there a virtual um, assistant that can assist you, you know, um, is there other subsidiary services that are available to you if you ever require them? So stuff like that is very, very important when it comes to choosing a, a location or a office space, workspace. Um, yeah, I think that's some of the amenities I would look at, definitely. I, I just want to know, you know, there are libraries, there are coffee shops, restaurants, and, and people do work from, from those places, but they're the most they're really inconvenient at times, you know, you, you get those stares from the waiters, like, are you going to order and you get kicked out sometimes and go, go, you have to go to another restaurant and things like that. And you have to go to the library. I mean, you can work there, but it's not the best place, I guess. Um, So these things are really, you know, not that convenient, but they are very cheap. They are mostly free. So is it worth all the trouble the price point is very good, but in terms of convenience, in terms of making you comfortable, it's not maybe the best place uh, or the best places you can work from. So is it really worth the trouble uh, for you as an entrepreneur to actually work from, from from those kinds of environments just to save on costs? So, so I mean, this is where I think I can start speaking about wealth spaces. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's the, that's the solution, right? The solution was that, it becomes, it's not about it being inconvenient. It's about the fact that you feel like you're an imposter. So you come in, um, it feels like you are not meant to be there. Do you know what I mean? And so you'll sit down, like you said, you go to a restaurant, people are like, the waiters are waiting for you to order something because they, they feel uncomfortable, you know? And everyone starts looking at you like, what is this guy doing here? Why, why is he not ordering? So what is he doing, you know? So I think a lot of people felt that way. And a lot of people feel that way until today. And that was another one of the things we looked at, you know? And I think, yeah, it does become, I wouldn't say it becomes inconvenient. It just becomes uncomfortable being in that situation, you know? Um, and that's why we created this, this company called Wealth Spaces, and it's a mobile application. And we do make use of restaurants, coffee shops, and hotels all around South Africa. And we give entrepreneurs and SMMEs a chance to go and sit in those locations, not feel like they are not meant to be there. You know, they actually welcome the most. You say you're from Wealth Spaces, like waiters are, are, are 
taking you to your table, you know, even sometimes just being the nicest to you, giving you coffee. So you get free coffee, free Wi-Fi, free parking. Oh, so every wow. single day you get free coffee at the different locations. So if you end up going and there's like a cheat to it, and I normally I'm not supposed to say this, but because there's about 100 locations on the platform. Say, for example, if you're in Santon right now, and all that you have yeah. to do is you can just move from location to location and at every single location on a specific day. So every single day you can go to five locations and you can get five cups of coffee, like for free. So that's like one of the, one of the like cheats to it, you know, because um, the first cup is, is, is um, on the house for you as a wealth spaces member, you know, um, and then you also get discounts on, on food and beverages, free Wi-Fi, free parking, um, you know, there's a networking feature on our platform, which allows you to say, for example, I'm sitting right now at a, I'm sitting at a mug and bean, let's say I'm sitting at a mug and bean. And I see there's a lot of people around me and everyone's busy working, right? And I can go on the app, if, if mug and bean is one of our locations, I can go onto the app, and I can um, identify people that are on that are around me, and I can start chatting to them while I'm just sitting at my table. It's a networking feature that allows you to network with um people that are around you in that specific location or nearby. So that becomes very beneficial because a lot of people now with COVID are scared to interact with each other, you know? So it gives you that opportunity to still interact with someone while not having to worry about that social distancing aspect, but also it allows you to be able to meet new people and perhaps find new clients, find new service providers. Um, and what it does is it will say the name of the person as well as what their profession is. So you'll know that, you know, Zarif is a lawyer. Um, you know, Lindo is a is a is a is a entertainment guy. He's a media guy. That's what he is. You know, and then you can find people in that sense and say, okay, cool. I'm looking for a lawyer. I just started up a business. I'm signing this big contract with a corporate, but I don't have the legal documents for it. Let me contact one of these guys that are sitting at Mug and Bean with me, and then you just send him a message while you're sitting there saying, hey. Um, you know, are you a lawyer? Yes, I'm a lawyer. Okay, can you help me with this document? Yes, I can. Oh, which table are you sitting at? I'm over here and you can wave to the person, you know? And then there you go. You found your lawyer. You don't even have to go onto Google. You don't have to call anyone. So there's like convenient aspects like that or services and features like that that makes Wellspaces really, really attractive, right? So we work with a lot of hotel chains, um, Sun International, Tokosan, um, you know, the City Lodge Group, the Capital. So all of their locations are under our platform. And we also have a lot of like small little startup restaurants that are on there as well. And yeah, it's just a beautiful concept. I think it allows young people to be able to, and SMMEs and entrepreneurs to have access to beautiful locations. You know, it's all five-star and four-star locations, free coffee, free Wi-Fi, free parking, great networking opportunities. Even the people that you meet around you, you must understand you're in a five-star location. So the people that you meet around you most likely have the resources to be able to, if they like your business, they'll be able to um, you know, become a client of yours or a customer of yours, or even possibly an investor of your business. So there's a lot of great opportunities when you're surrounded in those places, you know, and it adds a lot of value as well. So there's, Wellspaces is that platform. It became that it's, it became the Uber of workspaces. And that's exactly what we believe. And the fees around wealth spaces is very cheap and affordable. So um, we do it at about 249 a month. So instead of paying 5,000 in a month for an office or 4,000 in a month as an SMME, or even 10,000 and depending on what type of office you have, here you're paying 249 in a month, you have access to over 100 locations all around the country. So if, if you're in Durban at the moment, you know, we have locations in Durban. If you're in Cape Town, we have locations in Cape Town. If you're in PE, there's locations in PE, you know. So wherever you go, you have to have an office. You don't, your office is not only in Santon. Your office is in, is all around the country, you know. So wherever you go, you can sit down and work, 
you will have coffee, oh. you will have Wi-Fi, you will have parking, you have all of these opportunities. So we've really built up a beautiful model. Um, and I think, you know, over the next few months, there's going to be a lot of changes. I don't want to, I'm not allowed to speak about what's going to happen because obviously for confidentiality purposes, but there's a huge transaction on the line at the moment. Um, and if we do proceed with it, it's going to be a game changer. It's going to really change South Africa for good. Wow. I really like this whole concept of wealth spaces. And I really love the convenience it brings for people who are working, especially for entrepreneurs. And I like the networking feature, which it also presents. And it's talking about accessibility, something which you mentioned earlier on. And I, I really love that. And the fact that it's very affordable, it's something which is very mind blowing. And, you know, I, I really like the points which you highlighted that you don't feel like an imposter like you do when you are on your own you know but w when you are a wealth space member you feel like you belong there and i think when you feel like you belong you can walk with confidence and you can work freely you know with a peace of mind so i really do um like that and i appreciate what your platform brings and perhaps i just want to know a little bit about how does the platform work in terms of you know, how, how do you sign up? And um, is this a monthly, is, is this like an annual thing, um, agreement and things like that? You know, basically the logistics of, of, of the things so that someone can, can perhaps know uh, a little bit about it. Of course, yeah. So, so again, listening to customers, listening to consumers, very important, always listen to them. Um, people don't want to be in contracts anymore. No one wants to sign a contract for two years because of the, issues with the economy, you know, the volatile nature of South Africa. I mean, most people are unemployed in South Africa. It's, it's pathetic, but it is what it is, you know, and we need to be able to speak to our markets. So people don't believe in, in signing long-term contracts anymore. No one, no one wants to sign a two-year gym membership. Trust me, no one wants to. That's why gyms are trying so hard um, to try to get people in, you know, offering them three months free and saying, oh, we can do it on a month to month basis because they understand that no one's going to sign those two year contracts anymore. Um, same thing with us. We don't believe in, in long term contracts. We don't think we need to tie anyone down. We believe we are the we are the we are the platform where we build you so that you can go and then buy yourself your own huge, massive office that's worth millions and millions and millions and have this big company and then you don't need us anymore. But we want to be that incubator for you, for your business. We want to be able to get you to a point where you become so successful that you don't need to use our services anymore. And that's exactly where we are. So, so Wellspaces is very flexible. It works on a month-to-month um, -month basis, very flexible. You know, you can cancel at any time, that kind of a concept. Um, it doesn't, yeah, there's no yearly fees you know, you can you can actually buy a yearly package if you want to, but that you just get discounts on it. But there's no commitment to it in that mm -hmm. sense where you have to only do a year package. You can do a month to month package. Um, the prices are very affordable. I mean, like I said, two forty nine a month. You know, it's it's nothing. So people spend. I think our yearly subscription is is half of the rental that most people pay for a month. You know, so it becomes very affordable. I mean, if you think about it, two hundred forty nine in a month. Let's say two. Okay, let's just round it off to two fifty. Two fifty times twelve um, is three k. Three thousand rand a year. That's mm, what you're paying for cheap. for wealth spaces. That's yeah, cheap. I mean, some people pay six thousand rand just for a rental for a month. You know, so um, it's very affordable, very very affordable. And the whole idea behind it was that we really wanted to make it 
very affordable so that SMMEs don't suffer and they don't close down and they don't liquidate themselves, you know, um, or they don't just fail dismally. And then we're also busy creating a new um, tier for it. So there's three different tiers. We have um, your essential tier, we have your general tier, and then we have your premium tier. So the essential tier is still being built, but that would ideally be 99 rand a month. So, and that's more for people that are not in um, your urban areas. So, for example, people in uh, more of an outside distance from an urban area, they would pay 99 rand a month and they would have access to locations around them, you know. Um, but then urban areas would be more like 249. And then we have our premium options where you can go sit at like beautiful, beautiful locations, you know, like five and a half star locations and work from there. So those are 449 a month. So that's the three different packages that we have. But we really push out the 249 one because that's the general one. That's the one that most people use. That's the one that most people find practical and acceptable. And yeah, it's it's quite an easy, flexible model. Wow. I really love that. And so let's say perhaps I want to now, you know, join and all that. Where can I reach you guys? Is there an app? Is there a website? Where do I reach you guys? You know, what's the call to action? Sure. So Wealth Spaces is a mobile application. It's available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Um, so you can just type in Wealth Spaces. It's a WS logo. It's black background, white writing. You just download the app and just follow the normal, um, you know, process of it to sign up. It's very quick. It's very easy. Um, you know, you could even use Apple Pay as well. I believe we just added that onto the platform. So you can you can pay with Apple Pay. You can pay normally. So it just works on that concept. It's a very quick, easy way to sign up. And then once you sign up, you see all the different locations that are available to you. Even before you sign up, you can have a look at all of our locations just to see if you like the platform and you like the accessibility of it. And you can book your first location immediately. Like if I was um, a person who's watching this, say, for example, if I watch it on a Tuesday morning at whatever time, I can sign up in a minute and I can go and sit at that location 15 minutes later or 10 minutes later and I'm already a WellSpaces member. You know, it's it's that quick. It's that easy. Um, you can be drinking your first coffee um, you know, 10 minutes after. Uh, thank you very much for sharing all of that. You know, thank you for what you are doing with Wealth Spaces. You know, I, I really do think, sure. as you said, that this is the future. And I really do think it's a good alternative. And I, I probably will try it out myself, you know, soon and very soon. And maybe I'll even show it on the platform of YouTube, me trying out Wealth Spaces. Uh, but yeah, we'll see about that. Um, so I just want to, to know from you, perhaps, um, if there's any last tip that you have for entrepreneurs out there that they can just take home with. And yeah, and then you can tell us where we can reach you, Instagram, Twitter, anything like that, uh, so that we can follow you and yeah. Cool. So I think, um, yeah, I had a conversation with a very successful entrepreneur um, who's just killing it globally, you know. And um, I think the conversation that, you know, and the one point that came out the most and one thing that I agree with completely was that we're living in, in such a weird time, you know, with social media and everyone trying to put their best foot forward, trying to show themselves in the best light, you know, that people see the houses, they see the cars, they see the lifestyle, but they don't understand how many times before that did you cry out of your mind because you were going crazy? How many times you were screaming on a phone? How many times you were just going mad thinking you were so sad about a deal not going through, you know? Um, I think people need to understand that when you look at social media and you compare your life or your journey to what you see on social media, it's firstly, social media itself is not 
it's not consistent. It's not accurate. It's not real. You must understand a lot of people show a lifestyle that they don't even have themselves, you know, and it's very important to identify that first. Secondly, it's that people show their best moments on social media. They show their, their highlight deal. That's what they show. They don't show the difficult times. You hardly, no one's going to go onto Instagram and do an Instagram story and say, oh, I had this deal I've been working on for the last two years and they pulled out at the last second, you know, I'm feeling great, I'm feeling happy, you know. That's not what people are going to say. People don't share those moments. They're not going to say that they're depressed and they're sad out of their mind and they're angry, you know. So I think people think that they're failing at life and young entrepreneurs think that they're failing at life when they get five no's, you know, but the five no's are part of the process to get that one yes. You have to go through them. You have to go through the 99 no's before you get the one yes. And I think that's very important. And I think it stops so many entrepreneurs from starting up businesses. And, you know, it's that whole fear of failure thing, but it also just stops them from becoming the best because you always feel like, I'll never get to that level. But in fact, you really will. You don't know how many years it took the person you look up to to get there, you know? And um, and also their story. You don't know what actually happened behind the scenes for them to get there. So we follow what people show us as the, as the success route. Do you know what I mean? So say, for example, I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm listening to Sir Richard Branson. And he's telling me, look, guys, this is what I actually did. I did A, B, C, and D. This is how I got there. Not saying he's being dishonest. But I'm telling you now, no entrepreneur tells you every single blueprint of what they did and how they got there. No one does. There's stuff that they keep secret to themselves. That's why it's very important that you be able to do the research yourself, learn and identify the actual process, identify what the process is. And every time you watch an interview of an entrepreneur speaking about how they got there, and when you look at the actual process, you'll see that they're missing um a few of the steps or they're missing some of the aspects of it. And that's because they don't want to share that with the public, right? So we we go and we're like, okay, cool. This guy says we need to do all of these things. Let's do it. But in fact, you're not going to get there because they're not sharing everything with you. So learn things yourself. Do research yourself. Go onto YouTube yourself, you know? That's very, very important. But besides that, I think just don't ever give up. You know, people get depressed very quickly in, in today's time because of social media. People become sad. They become, they have anxiety. They, they get really stressed out by opening up a business. It's a lot easier being a corporate, you know. Um, you just have to meet your deliverables and you get paid every single month. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. You literally make your business. You're the reason why your business succeeds. If it makes income, that's all because of you, you know. It's not because of someone who started a business 50 years ago and now you're just working in it. So, I think you must understand that the, the rewards are so high for being an entrepreneur compared to being a corporate, but it takes just as much as of time just to get there, you know? So I think people must just be easy on themselves. I think young people must just don't, don't watch the flashy life and think that you're not going to ever get there. You will get there. You will get everything you want, but just follow the process, you know? DJ Spoo said something recently and he said, um, don't, don't speed up the process. You don't have to, don't. You're going to miss out on important lessons mm. that you can learn while you're going through the process, you know? So don't, don't look at the guys having Lamborghinis and McLarens and beautiful Mercedes and BMW cars. You don't need that. You don't need that right now. You need to follow the process. You'll get all of those things. You know, that's your goals and that's what you want to achieve. You'll get them. But you just need to follow the process. And that's very, very important. Be patient with your process. Because if you get your process right, your business will become sustainable. And that's very important.
Wow, wow. Follow the process because you are going to learn. It is a marathon, not a race. I love all of that. And it felt like I was in a motivational, you know, session with you. Uh, it was really, really powerful. So where can we reach you? Instagram or Twitter? I know people will want to, to follow you to get more insights, you know, see, uh, get an inside view of your life or whatever you show on social media. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you guys can follow me on Instagram at I am Zarif Minty. So it's I am Zarif Minty. Um, you can also go out and get my new book. It's a relationship book. It's coming out next month in exclusive bookstores, other leading bookstores nationwide, but you can pre-order the book. You just go to www.highqualityrelationships.com. If you want to get my first book called Empire, you can get it off Amazon. You can also get it off Generational Wealth Education. Um, so it's www.generationalwealtheducation.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Sarif SMB. Um, I'm also, I also have a website, it's www.sarifmenti.com. And yeah, that's some of the platforms so you can get hold of me as well if you'd like, if you'd like to. Um, I mean, also I have an email address info at sarifmenti.com. People want to send me, you know, any emails, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that covers most of the contact details. Thank you to Mr. Zarif Menti for joining me for today's episode of The Clueless Entrepreneur and sharing some amazing value bombs. If you want to follow Zarif, then do use the handles which are in the show notes below and follow him and connect with him. He's definitely someone you really want to connect with. And if you want to connect with me, then please do follow me on Instagram at the Dando Man or on Twitter at Lindom Sane and we can connect and talk some more. And you can tell me if you enjoy the show, what you enjoy about it what we can change what else we can talk about and so much more please do subscribe to this podcast share it with your friends and if you can please rate and review it so that we can know if you are really really enjoying it i think that's all for today please tune in next time on the clueless entrepreneur make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode yes well remember entrepreneurs that it's okay to be clueless so long as you're listening to this podcast you won't be clueless for long You've been listening to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msani Podcast Network.